and we could read it together and talk about it because they're pretty short. Mm-hmm. We don't have to read the whole thing first. We could just like, I could start reading it out loud and we can get to a point that's like, cool. So the first lesson is the most beautiful of theories. And I can tell you that that one is about um, Einstein's, um, first his theory of special relativity and then his um, general. His um, his like amendment. He's like, wait, well, I didn't quite the, get it all, guys. First came special relativity where yeah. he figured out that like two people experience time differently. Right. At, and depending on where they are in the how long they've been structure falling. of gravity, right? So right. like if you're up on a mountain and I'm down 
at sea level and we're both twins, right? We're basically born at the same time. Right. I at sea level will age slower than you at tippy top mountain range. Time will go by different for us and we can prove that. So just on earth though. Well, anywhere where there's gravity. Cool. Okay. Go on. I think. Anywhere where there's gravity. Great. Which is everywhere. Because <laughs> that's what the universe is made out of, pretty much. The strong force? The weak force. Strong force is the stuff that holds the, atom, the atoms and molecules together, that's the small stuff. That's the strong force. So then force. what's gravity made out of? The weak force? Gravity's not a force. It's just something Gravity's that Gravity's a force, isn't it? No, it's not a force. It's a, it's a thing? It's a field. It's a field? Yeah. Should we read the first lesson then? So we understand what... I just... Starting, our jumping off thing, point? What happens is English has a multiplicity of meanings for the words that they use in these scientific concepts. New, new, and okay. so then, like, when I hear them... I start thinking we of like different lot. definitions of what those words mean. Because it's not Newtonian accurate. physics, right. when, when Newton came up with, with what he thought, you know, was gravity. The, I don't know what, what he, physics, quantum, practica, that thing he wrote, right? Gravity was. Quantum practico? I can't remember. Not practico. I can't remember what the whole tip book is called. That's an, irrelevant. But the point is. I don't know, but it sounds fascinating. Gravity was thought of as a force acting upon things which is not necessarily like, gravity just mm. is a field in that's what space is is the gravitational field right interacting of course making it real to us via so gravity is a substance not a force it's not a substance it's like what happens so like have you ever seen those um those funny things those things where you can put a quarter on it and then it's this big dish, and it just goes round and round yeah, and round, yeah, yeah, and yeah, finally yeah. F- w- 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 really sure. fast, and then goes down to the center, right? Yeah. So right now you so right right now, and now is such a cool word, right? Because now in thinking of space time is billions of years. So right. So don't now, say now. Say here, right here. Right here. We have a sun. Right. And our star. Is in the gravitational field, right? right. You can think of this as like a like a sheet strung out. Everyone's putting t- like a trampoline or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Right. And the sun is a person sitting in the middle of the trampoline, and right there it'll droop, right? So in our here, our sun is the fattest kid on the playground, right? And he creates, and when he bounces, everybody when he's just chilling there, wiggles. and the trampoline, right? Yeah. Where we can't help as we bounce, we fall closer to him, no matter what. No, no matter what. And pretty soon we're jumping on his so lap. We're, and because <laughs> we're doing this, and he's pulling us down, like the sun is there, right? Yeah. We're chilling here. Yeah. And we're going round and round and round on this that penny where it's right. stuck going real fast that moment where, where it's fun and you're right. watching yeah. it's lasting forever and that's the longest point that you watch too where it's right where it's a and zing, we're kind of stuck zing, there zing, right zing. yeah and it's that equilibrium that, that this field right electromagnetic mm-hmm. and gravitational fields that are yeah. around we have this this droop this droop can be going up like a stalagmite and down right. like a stalactite. Any directionality doesn't right matter. Because there's no direction in the space. The enemy's gate is down. But basically, there's there's this... The sun has a lot of mass, and therefore mass is equal 
to the amount of gravity, I guess, that this thing is going to do, this little divot in the space-time, right? Uh-huh. And so we're spinning in that... Gr- we're spinning around... Reduced by friction, though? There's no friction, because there's spaces of... See, is a vacuum. you keep saying... I don't... I... I don't agree. There's, I know you don't. I know they say the vacuum of space, but until mm-hmm. I go out there and check around for myself, I just don't believe that it's yeah, a vacuum. Yeah, everybody's got a Hoover up there, and they're just hoovering <laughs> around. And that's what no, it, a vacuum implies absence of content, and I just don't. Not true. Well, what does it imply to you? What is a Because va- to me, vacuum means empty, means null, means because the room for everything, yeah. room for more. Yeah. Right? That's what space but, is. But that implies that it's there's nothing up there. And that's just not true. There, yeah. Everything, it is, uh, like, it, it's there's, there. You can see heavenly bodies there's and stars and stuff. There's just more room between. That's all. But it's mostly nothing. That's the best part about it. Mostly fact, nothing is a little <laughs> bit of something. In the same way that when we blow up and just a, an atom, if we were to do it on the scale of, of the Earth, You've seen that 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 uh, model before, right? Of how like if I've you, seen the scale model, we're like, I'm well aware the, of scale. The, the, the thing that the you know the electron ch- cruising around us, yeah. right, would be like from here to but, the moon. But scalar, okay. Let me. So it's so empty. But let me explain. The first time that I understood that nothing ever really touched nothing. In other words, way back in the way back, like high school. Electromagnetism. Right? Like understanding that molecules don't really touch, you know, that whole thing. Electromagnetism. Yeah. Yeah. Electromagnetic As soon as I understood that reality, that sort of... At least I think. think Right. So that that was my first gateway into infinite meditation. Meditating on the infinite. Like what does infinity mean, right? Mm -hmm. What is like really, really big or really, really small... To me, it was the idea that half the distance to the goal, like you could never get there from here. True. It's only ever half as close, half as close, half as close, half as close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but at some point we experience the sensation of touching right, or getting there right, because it's the force of these two, the strong force yeah. that makes it feel like this is solid. Yeah, but that's now, like, perception. Dark matter or, yeah, dark matter or invisible though. matter can just pass like neutrinos and dark matter and photon like but that's just, just right we this, we right? as the human right don't usually typically observe or perceive those forces unless we use specialized unless we use specialized equipment and even so they're finding that it's like interacting even less like we can't even like it's unobservable weird. yeah like those breaks things, heisenberg those things that like um are supposed to try to detect gravitational waves those well, i thought we did though i thought we finally saw them it's hard yeah we can the gravitational waves are happening but it's like trying to find these dark these these particles that are supposed that are constantly just rushing through our bodies and rushing through the earth and all this stuff these weakly interacting particles it's almost like they're we're finding that the rate at which mm-hmm. they are, they, they do maybe bump or kind of right. go interact a little bit, like hey. Influence. They influence so, The rate at which they do it is <laughs> so little media. and so small and so. And we're talking like 10 to the. Well, but it's incalculable, but it doesn't mean it's that it's not. It's not incalculable, not, it's just not. Imperceivable? 
we can't perceive them, but these 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 machines. But can. there's lots of stuff that we couldn't perceive until we built better tools. True. So in my mind, oh, no, we conceive saying. of something, we guess that it might be there, and then we build the t- tool to find it. Yeah. To me, that's how our whatever, morphological whatever reality using, works. Which are these tubes underground, right? They're like four kilometers long. The hadron long. colliders. No, that's or a different thing. This is like else. this is a, this is a different thing. This is these are tubes are like L shaped. There's okay. two of them. And they have lasers going all inside of them. And then when there's a gravitational, like, like when two black holes oh, collide. Oh, they measure the variance. They measure those the yeah. things, the particles that are going to rush by. And it's very difficult. And it's, right. um, they're saying that some of these particles and these things, the rate at which they do interact is so rare that we can almost say, like, it's we thought, oh, maybe they do all the time. And... We just don't know, right? Right. It's almost looking like the numbers, the ratios are just keep going down, right? Like almost to the point of like, why is this? If we're getting better at looking, why are we now noticing that it's we're happening getting less and less closer and less? Closer to the singularity. Which is not more and more and more. We're getting closer to what the singularity though? Which one? What, the what transcendental thing? object at the end of time. I I don't know. The Do you ever look at the time wave? You know, Terence's version of. What no, we're doing? Not really, although it sounds fascinating. I mean, the problem is he died before his theory could be proven wrong, so he didn't get a chance to defend his mistakes. Sure. Einstein started, but I don't think he really caught up with all of his oopsies. And now everybody talks shit about him now that he's gone, and I feel kind of bad well, for the him. The thing that I was trying to explain about gravity is actually in here, so let's see if we can... Okay. Yes, read it from the source, because maybe it'll uh... make sense to people okay like so me. i'm gonna start or not start but it's kind of right <laughs> here in the middle and this is kind of what we're talking about so what this space was made of this container of the world he invented we're talking about newton mm-hmm. newton could not say but a few years before the birth of einstein two great british physicists michael faraday who we heard about a thousand times and james maxwell had added a key ingredient to newton's cold world the electromagnetic field this field is a real entity that diffused everywhere carries radio waves, fills space, can vibrate and oscillate like the surface of a lake, and transports, with quotes, the electrical force. And since his youth... Why do I they s- put transports in quotes like it's not real? Well, it's just... I don't know. Maybe you wanted to. Ask the author. But, I just think it does transport but them. English but matters! And I want to know, did they really transport it? Or is he trying to say, like, this they is the They are closest... going through space, and they are carried on. It acts like a lake with waves, right? Like, we can just... If he's giving you a thing that, like, if you were to actually be able to set something on top of one of these ripples, it would go. Right. right? You That's could all surf he's it. saying. Right. That's all I think he's there's trying to say. There's, like, some way that to there's, they're pushing, engage with they're, it. They're, or... they're, they're, these waves are pushing things towards things. us. Things! And stuff. And stuff. I don't know about things. Stuff but. and things. So, um, this is the electrical force. And since his youth, Einstein had been fascinated by this electromagnetic field that turned the ro- rotors in the power stations built by his father. And he soon came to understand that gravity, like electricity, must be conveyed by a field as well. A gravitational field. Analogous to the electrical field. Must exist. He aimed at understanding how this gravitational field worked and how it could be described with equations. And at this point, that an extraordinary idea occurred to him, a stroke of pure genius. The gravitational field is not diffused through space. The gravitational field is that space itself. 
This is the idea of the general theory of relativity. Newton's quote-unquote space through which things move and the gravitational field are one and the same thing. It's a moment of enlightenment, a momentous simplification of the world. Space is no longer something distinct from matter. It is one of the material components of the world, an entity that undulates, flexes, curves, and twists. We are not contained within an invisible, rigid infrastructure. We are immersed in a gigantic, flexible snail shell. The sun bends space around itself, and Earth does not turn around it because of a mysterious force, but because it is racing directly in a space that inclines like a marble that rolls in a funnel. There are no mysterious forces generated at the center of the funnel. It is the curved nature of the walls that cause the marble to roll. Planets circle around the sun, and things fall because space curves. Right. That help you kind of yeah. get the whole... But that, so that's what I was talking about. Gravity is not is a that force. Like, so, so what I was trying to get... And it brings the electromagnetic right. field. Yes. The reason why we feel things are solid. Right. But so like that's just sort of having to do with then I would just say that space or the vacuum or whatever is what I would conceptualize or label as the spiritual realm. Because if there's nothing in it of materiality, right, which is what well, you I mean, label there is and there isn't. Whatever. I'm not going to quibble. I'm just going to say this is how my understanding of the way that they're using yeah, there's the more nothing is. in space that there is something but the nothing in space is still one big something right so the one <laughs> big something is spirit you can call it whatever makes you feel comfortable well void vacuum space, whatever it's space. Thing. it's a thing sure space is the thing it's the space place that we're in that thing that you sometimes like to call the ether that has not been used in centuries but yeah it's like right, that, but they're right? starting to use it again well, it's like making a comeback <laughs> i don't know about scientifically but yeah maybe yeah yeah because they're trying to define it and say like what were they talking about back then and well, it's something we, we can measure we and perceive now things like dark energy and dark matter yeah we're in the middle of a dark matter actually, hurricane right now the, i was listening to the to uh what was it Star Talk All Stars this morning with the kids about Star dark. Talk All Stars. Is that the it's Star Talk with Neil deGrasse the, Tyson? Yeah, but I was the All Stars are like one topic stretched out, and it's sometimes it's not Neil deGrasse Tyson running the interview. It's just other people. It's like a spinoff show. Uh, sometimes see. it is Neil doing talking. Right. Sometimes it's not. Okay. But today it was something. It was this with this lady who studies all the things we were talking about. How to see these these weak interacting particles, and it, she was talking about the tubes with the lasers that find these interactions and these bouncing, you know, and they're, they're, she was like, that's where I just got this information right. today, at least at that point today, about how, how these things aren't really interacting as much as they hoped that they would be to be able to detect. And like you're saying, we just right. need better machines, and that's basically but, what she's saying. Yeah, I mean, it, the technology will get us there eventually if there's something there right. to be seen, we'll get right. there. But so like dark matter is, is dark matter is the particles that we can't see better describe them as like invisible particles. unobservable unobservable invisible we can see what they do but we can't see them right that sort of stuff like so, the wind yeah like the wind and that's kind of like dark energy right that's where it's different so well, the dark energy is not part of that's why i hear these energy. storm kind of references when these things are described 
when people talk about these unseen forces rolling through our experience, uh -huh. our now, our yeah. here, yeah. right? It's because in space, so-called, yeah. in this big giant field in which we are moving or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or through which we are moving or through which we are being moved or however you want to yeah. phrase it in English, because English sucks for describing physics in my opinion. Um, I don't know if it's any better in any other language because I don't, I don't speak any other languages except for Einstein's understood it a little bit well. of he Spanish and a little bit of Chickasaw it. that I'm building on every day. But either way, what was I saying? Uh, the longer you fall, the faster you go. And so... Um, to a point. No, like, seriously. So you like, reach... Critical terminal, velocity, terminal velocity, right? But I don't know that terminal velocity applies outside of, um, like, I don't know how that works on the macro level. Like, I terminal velocity. You mean like in space macro, or just like in thought yeah, macro? Right. What I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. one or the other, but they're both right. Okay. okay. So now it's just like, that's a political answer. Because <laughs> right. you should choose which one you specify. Yeah, and then like, just right, ask me I a got question. you, I heard that you. That would be the right. way to do it. So. Uh, <laughs> just spin that and then ask me about something right. completely irrelevant. No, the And tell me all the good things you're doing. <laughs> Shut up. That's political. <laughs> well, we are more than one human sitting here, so politics do get involved at one point. Anyway, <laughs> the point is. Let's use your tunnel metaphor, the funnel, you know, sure. the, the thing at the mall to donate to the Humane Society or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's always, there's some sort of, there's some sort of suck hole of need at the bottom of every one of those, <laughs> right? So we're all pouring ourselves towards the area of greatest need, mm -hmm. right? Sure. We're falling towards the area of greatest need. They have a lot need. of mass, these, these needy, needy things. Needy things. It's a need vortex mm -hmm. and the we coins just... are... Spinning, it's like a black right? hole almost. It's and you're so... down at that moment where you're saying that it's just going, going, going so fast and it seems like it stays there the longest at that fast, fast moment uh -huh. of almost imperceptible. That's where imperceptible we are. Like, that is where we are. That's the moment that we're in. But the thing is, we'll all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that imperceptible movement of limbo, of feeling like you're never going to get out of it, all of a sudden it does clink down bottom into the thing. So when I say we're approaching singularity, that's what I'm talking about. I'm mm -hmm. saying we're getting closer to that final moment, that bursting of bubble. That's why things are speeding up or feeling like they're speeding up or running backwards. That chaos of like new entities showing up in our awareness, like things behaving the way that they didn't like. What was that umama mama that you talked about last time we were hanging out? Umana mana, umumu, oh. mumu. <laughs> I can't say it. Amuamua. Amuamua. There we go. I'm like, umami. No, that's no, no, delicious. No. That's delicious. That's, delicious. <laughs> that's deliciousness. I get it. Not umami. Amuamua. Well, we, we could talk about umami all day. I no, know. I know. But that, that amuamua, that like it came yeah. into our universe and like went, peace out, guys. I'm out of here. And like, yeah, like sharp zipped, left. Like zipped right like, back up and out and yeah. came into our universe at like almost like, straight down. It was not like an angle a, like usually or a purpose. Perpendicular or something. Yeah, it came down like, pretty perpendicular. Did you end up listening to it? Glancing globe. Yeah, it yeah. I yeah. listened to like there was like three of them. I listened to. It's it, fascinating, right? Right. It's yeah. totally a trip. But what I'm saying is because again, I know we're talking about physics right now, but let's just for a second talk about conception, thought, you know, consciousness because it's part of this. How we understand things, how we conceptualize things, 
affects the physical material reality we're having. Oh, right? yeah, I think so. So morphologically, we're shaping the reality that we're having. So when someone is, quote, looking for something or hypothesizing about the existence of something, they their search finds it. Their mm. search, their seeking creates it. And so then they're able to find it. Like from a material Maybe. perspective. Well, whether that's true. Whether what that's, if we whether look that's for observable by another, whether that's observable from a, by another human is, is right. So that's debatable okay. Or so Yeti or Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, I'm not if talking you about find, that. No, I know you're not. But I'm saying anyone can find your brain. Will put the patterns together the way it needs to to rectify whatever it is to give you the understanding that you need to get to where you want to be and feel. I don't know. Is a great way to put right. it. It's very spiritual, but confident. Out of a state. Confident. Out of a state. Confident. Out of a state of cognitive dissonance. Maybe confident. I don't know. I think because you feel good about what you thought. Think right. You 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 have cognitive accord. Yeah, sure. But okay. that's only for yourself, really, right? But it only is ever for ourselves because nobody can think yeah, another thoughts that's for them. That's totally true, right? But we have these words and and ideas and and pictures right. that our brains. When you convey them to me, I either agree or disagree. And if we really agree, that's two people right. that makes it true. Yeah. For us, right. at least. For wherever two or more are gathered. That's my theory, right? right. It takes two to make something true. Yes! Bitch! <laughs> In my... <laughs> I love it. It can't be true if it's just you that thinks it, right? I mean, maybe it is Well, no, there is really... personal truth. Sure, sure, but... sure. But, but for powerful building in the material realm, agreement, consciousness, yeah, agreement, yeah, agreement I think it matters. It takes two to make it true, right? Agreement so matters. That's kind of where, yeah, that's. So, what you're saying, I don't know. Well, what I'm saying is, how much influence do we have on our that's material? The thing, I don't know. Right. So, the, okay. So it comes down <laughs> to a creationist versus a. Uh, de- de- I don't know what it is, destinationist or determinationist, fatalist mm. kind of a reality. Like, in other words, do we have the ability to shape our path or are we shaped by our reality onto a path? Can we steer our ship? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, really, I think you can steer. But you mean like metaphorically? like I brain, mean like, collectively, do, can we as human Like if we wanted to, could we all steer the ship towards, yeah, the earth is flat. Okay, so like this. Like that? Like, okay, that, I have thought about true? like, can we squash ourselves like flat like a pancake? Yeah. Could Did we, we build ourselves up out of flatness? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Is I that what think, you're saying? Not, that's, that's what part I mean. of what, what I'm what saying. Mean? But Okay, that's part of what I'm saying. But what I'm chiefly saying, what I'm chiefly asking here. Asking, yeah. Right, so what I'm, what I'm positing, mm. okay, I'm, I'm sort of throwing this out there, is that we, as the human, have some sort of uh, locus of control in this matrix that is, out of balance from most of the other biological life that I can observe here. So are you just saying like humans fuck shit up? I'm saying we are a big, we're the big kid in the playground. We're the big kid. We're the big whale in the, 
bathtub. You know, we splash around. Are we it... the gravity at the middle? Like, yeah, are we, make, like, are we okay, the mass? This is why I say this. Because to me, it feels like we are humans, like the humanity we, right? Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Anyway. Yes. The human part of us that we are is... I'm trying to like divide the consciousness oh, okay. into just be the human well, consciousness, right? Because there's human, the collective. But... <laughs> well, the collective consciousness includes all of the co consciousnesses, all of the elementals, all of the beings, all of the, um, all of all of the friends and relatives, all of the kinfolk, all of the ancestors, all of the, all of it. It includes all of them, right? So I'm just dealing with the human consciousness right now, specifically the mm -hmm. human consciousness. To me is already in the ship. We've already sent the colonies out. You know what I mean? Like when they say like, how many planets are out there? Are there others of us out there? You know, are we alone? Do aliens exist? All that kind of stuff. I feel That's like... Another topic, but yeah. No, I'm, that is, no, that whole idea of whether or not we're alone, if we're the only intelligence, so-called, yeah. if we're the only creator, so-called, if we're the only designer, so-called because something to think of. they always Sorry, say man-made instead of designed whenever they say it looks man-made quote quote yeah unquote. okay yeah, yeah and i'm like there are other beings that create and design out there have you ever seen a puffer fish's nest that right, shit is right. tight or a orb weaver uh orb weaver spider hi yeah oh no i wasn't thinking that i used the wrong word the, uh, the weaver the, the bird that made a hummingbird nest? Have you ever seen oh, a hummingbird nest? Oh, yeah. I don't know how that shit sticks. It's like this ball sack right. of like fiber and leaf pieces and I don't know, it's hopes like and dreams. Dry, it's dryer lint. It, yeah. It's, it's like dryer lint in, in my dreams. And it just hangs and it just hangs there by like the sheer yeah. thought of the hummingbird. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing But th creation. that's true. So yeah, that's anyway. that ineffable untouchable unobservable forces it's just the force of will of the hummingbird consciousness and knowing in their dna code how to weave you know it's not like they sit around and take lectures and teach one another the information is in their genetic code yeah. it's in their dna yeah. so what i'm saying is we as humanity we're on our ship earth is our ship this is earth ship we're traveling through space we're colonizing we're looking for different places to be you know that we're here and I wonder if we haven't been other places or we haven't, you know, seeded other s spots or whatever. Like, it's possible. People talk about the fact that we used to be on Venus or we used to be on Mars. And I'm like, I don't know no, about no. I don't know about any of that. I'm talking about consciousness. Okay, okay. calm down. Venus right? was... Venus is suffering from a runaway greenhouse effect. It was an right. Earth-like planet when it first formed. And rapidly became not so. We mm -hmm. don't know necessarily, of course, why. Right. Maybe it's proximity to the sun. Or right. Or that, this, that, and the other. We don't really know why of all that, but... Um, right, but the point is, this is a ship. I feel like this is a ship We're all a that ship. We the, built. Whole, like, the whole fuck... Okay, look. I mean... Like, we are ships for our little jellyfish brains. Our bodies are little ships for our jellyfish brains, right? Yeah. Our consciousnesses that wander Maybe. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, meat No, I get sack. what you're saying. Yeah, 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 of course. Skeletal support and, you know. Yeah, meat sack for our brain. Yeah, sure. no, I know. It's like all shields about up. our brain. It is, this whole thing keeps the brain... Working. Working. Yep. And enables the brain to move. 
Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Our brain just wants to see shit and do shit. It just all wants the to perceive. Time. It's well, we're the Mars rover, but just more fancy. Mm-hmm. Just real, I think yeah, sort of yeah. Well, based on, let's go back a bit about what you right. said, like yeah, about um, maybe like are we alone and how would we know and are they out there and right. Uh, so like we live in an atmosphere, right? Yeah. Like we have we have this is our solar system in our galaxy and it is just the way that it is, right? And it's, right. it's governed by for whatever reason a certain set of principles, okay? Yeah. There's gravity, there's there's lim- there's there's obstacles to leave our planet, you know? Yeah, need, there's So this big, the biggest obstacle is 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 our our the our Kuiper, gravity. Kuiper belt. No, no, our gra- like wh- where we're sitting. Mm. So like I need to increase, I need so much thrust, right, right, to leave my planet and get out of the atmosphere. Right. And then after that, I need something, some sort of technology to get me to move through space at a really fast rate. And right now, they're, right. they're saying like ion drives are the fastest things we can do right now, right? Which are mind bogglingly fast, but it's literally as, about as much energy as like. Like a Dyson like vacuum a fart. or whatever? No, like it's like not a lot of. It's super like. Those weird fans that don't have blades, they're like just like holes in the maybe, middle. Is that maybe. what they look like? No, I'm just saying that this it's not a lot of like we would not experience this as a lot of force, okay? Right. On Earth. Yeah. But in in the space vacuum in of the space vacuum. that you don't like in space, this thing's going it's super It's a Dyson fast. vacuum of space. Basically. <laughs> anyway, the point is what I'm gonna get at is that we have so much thrust that we need to create to leave our planet, right? Yeah. Well, what if other what if there are other places that right. have something on there? And what yeah. and what if these things on there are a lot like us? Yeah. Even though like that don't even use your like don't even think that they're humanoid in the sense that we are, but what if they no. can move and think and do and build with things, right? right. And matter. What if they can manipulate If they can communicate with us, they can manipulate matter the way we can right. in their atmosphere uh-huh. and in their composition. Sure. Well, who's to say that they're, what if they are like, but what if they're so different because of the, the, the amount of, what, their star might be way more massive. Right. And they would never be able to come up with the technology, the to speed, leave the their thrust yeah. needed to leave their planet. Yeah. But that that's what I feel like, that's what we everywhere. are. But that's what I feel like we are. I feel we like the way that we, I feel like we decided as a human consciousness or whatever to explore our material reality. You should have made another by, I did. I did oh, make did. another. Let's go get it. Okay. Um, Keep talking. Uh, I think that we decided that this was the way to explore our reality. This was the ship that we built. Because, God, who knows what our planet looked like, you know, originally. All those origin stories about, like, the water separated from the water and, like, bringing mud up from the bottom to create land those kind of like origin stories to me have have a there's something there and i don't know what it is that they're trying to describe this earth has been many different things it's looked very differently yes covered in lava and fire right it's been it's not had an atmosphere it's had an atmosphere it's had used to not have oxygen right yeah. <laughs> that was so that's that what was I'm an saying. interesting like, time, right? So I'm I'm interested in in 
how we got to what we are. Life actually started on and this planet, they say, before there was even oxygen. There's shit that yeah, lives so far down in the mud in and the muck under. and water and the under and the That's millions of years to- of the I've been that totally... apparently are here before there was even oxygen, which okay. means, or which, not doesn't mean anything, which could perhaps make it plausible Yes. that... These things are on Mars or Venus right. or any other star. Planet, exactly, sorry, because you don't need. Yeah. So what's the, so divine life? What is life then? Well, on Earth, it means I could give you like on Earth what life is, but that grows. doesn't that doesn't mean that it. That, if it grows, that, so that are might crystals not alive? To another... If they grow, are crystals alive? No, because then they don't they don't like breathe or, or fuck or something, right? They don't procreate. I mean, they, they do they make reproduce. More, yeah, they multiply. I don't know. It's a tough one for me. I'm not a geologist. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. I I I'm nothing. I just don't know a lot about geology. <laughs> Right. I do know some cool shit about it, but I don't know a lot about it. No, I couldn't well, say like enough about crystals to really argue are they alive. Or no, not. I'm just trying to see like what qualifies as life or living. In other words, if we were to divide, like maybe a, let's just call it like organic or inorganic. But what does that even mean? It means of an organism or not of an organism. And I'm like. If you start thinking about rocks and wood and trees and water as organisms, it's really hard to find the difference between life and not life. The first light of Advent is the light that lives in stones, in crystals, rocks, and bones. Yeah. That's just made me think of that. Right. Well, because I've been thinking about... There's your little anthroposophical Waldorf Advent. Oh, first yay. week of Advent. But the second we... week of Advent... Yeah, because aren't we in week two by now? ...is the light of plants uh-huh. that grow up... I don't know the whole verse. That grow to the sun and in the breezes do dance, I think. I'll go with it. It rhymes. Yeah, yeah, Sounds legit. It. The third light of Advent is the light of beasts. From the greatest of all to the least, something like that. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm loving it. Fourth light of Advent is the light of mankind, and that's the one verse in the whole thing that doesn't fucking rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> but I just made it do it, I guess. God damn, I'm good. <laughs> it's the one of all... And then, <laughs> we never get there to it the school because... We go on break I before the fourth break week of Advent. The fourth week is, and it doesn't shit rhyme. is done. You better hurry up because I'm about to be here. Oh, my labor started. And it doesn't rhyme. And so no, none of us ever commit the fourth week of Advent to memory in the Waldorf school because the we never say it at school. So the fourth week of it Advent is, about humankind, is something humans do suck. Basically. And we're all going home because we don't give a fuck. I can put it on. I can find it. But there's, there's a... There you go. That's why I'm interfaithless, because I'm anyway. equally I'm equally honoring and equally sacrilegious to all oh, systems and yeah, all totally. faiths. Um, so saith Brother Floyd. Hail, Brother Floyd! God damn it! <laughs> so, where were we uh, before we got into this? We were deciding of whether Crystals, or not we were... Crystals, yeah. Crystal, are, rocks, and bones. Are they alive? Are they alive? Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Do we, I don't know, it seems like, like that's a whole other show. Like, so <laughs> on my altar, there's all those rocks and crystals and shells and whatnot. And then I've got the couple of little plastic animal icons that represent living beings. Sure, I love but their the, shirts. But yeah. the rocks 
and the stones feel more quote alive to me than the manufactured sure, mass produced. There's warmth in them. There's under, there's something yeah. in a rock that's that's in a stone that's like it's like it, there's something there. Like we yeah. we as humans, we I think we realize there's so much potential in them. Like we I think because we they're figured tools, out their tools, their that we, fuel. We, we, we can hit them together, maybe make some sparks and shit. Oh and yeah. Whoa, what was that? Yeah. You know, I'm sure we were seeing that before we knew what fire was. You know, yeah. We, we, we witnessed lightning, even though we didn't have, like, an even understanding of it, like, we knew. Well, right? I think that's where we got a lot of our first metal tools were just sand lightning, you know. Could be. Gla- I, I am not you know, a... have you ever seen sand lightning, like gla- the glass that comes from it? Like, it's like obsidian yeah, or yeah, whatever? Sim- well, that's similar to the stuff that happens when a meteor strikes. Right. Around. It's called the... Yeah. I can't think of the word. I, I knew the name of this rock. It's like a black glass-like rock. It's not obsidian. Right. It's specific to meteor impact. Like the one that happened in this, like, Saudi, I don't know, the Middle East, you know, long, long, the long time. Let's... In the way back. The thing that's in the fucking thing that... The... See, I'm not good with these religions. The thing that goes... Okay, the... Mecca! In the black... The rock... The rocks of Mecca. Oh, the big square, the cube thingy. In there is embedded yeah. some rocks. That's and they don't some know mystical what the rocks shit. Are, and That's like talking that about the... the Ark of the Covenant in Christianity. It's such a non-describable thing. You Leiden go like, jar, what? Dude. That's what? what the Ark of the... It was a Leiden jar. A Leiden jar. Potentially, yeah. I well, I think people. It's not just... electricity. Remember, right? But people describe it as being the pineal gland and the hippocampus talking to each other and when you look at a cross-section of your brain the shape lines up with the diagrams for the ark of the covenant you take any non-conductive material wrap the inside of it with metal wrap the outside of it with metal uh-huh. these are the instructions on how to make the ark of the covenant right you find some shittim wood okay shittim wood is acacia right you let, and the, the like ark- my acacia tree out there Sure. I've got it here at the house. I could make one. Acacia is acacia is acacia. I think it is different All leaves. Right. So I don't know. What, I don't know what's so specific about. Okay, so this what is the Bible like the anarchist cook. Wood, this is like the anarchist cookbook. So you for... make you can make a Leiden jar. To, let's get a mason jar and some fucking tin foil. It's all we need, and then a chain to go down to the bottom, and okay. then the, the two. You got positive on the outside. Yeah, and no negative on the outside and positive. You're making a battery essentially. That's what, and then the cherubim. That, the cherubim. Yeah, right. So one the, with the different the faces. No, nope, they're cherubims because cherubims. cherubims are another level higher. So okay. cherubims, they have the animal faces. The sure. Four faces. Like a chimera. Like Hi, a... it's chimera moon. Did you know? Synchronicity. I didn't know that. It's a yeah. face of a man, a face of a lion, and a face of a like a like a winged like a an eagle. It's or a chimera. Hawk. That's fine. Whatever. Go on. So the cherubims are not those little cute fat little kids that you see in the No, but why they're are actually, they called cherubim? They're actually the the fighter. They're the they're the badass kind of like um, protector style angels if you want to believe guardians all, yeah, and yeah. All that talk about angels and stuff but like there's well, cherubim well it's all seraphim, symbols for stuff in our minds cherubim okay. fer- seraphim cherubim seraphim and like archangels right, right. so there's so okay anyway and nephilim or something else altogether nephilim are the offspring of angels I think of seraphim and humans I think right supposedly supposedly Point allegedly is, allegedly this can't be proven the in the court of law. The Ark of the Covenant. So basically, what I think is that Moses, when he was in Egypt, because Egypt had like a lot of these Leiden jar kind of like they had a lot of technology. Technology. Yeah. He took that with him. Mm-hmm. 
And I think he used that technology to scare the shit out of these Israelites into believing that there was some sort of powerful fucking god mm. in this box. And this box would shock you. And it could actually kill. It killed, like, apparently, supposedly. Melted, melted the face off a couple Nazis. Hell yeah, dude. When they opened that motherfucker up. <laughs> you know, that was the first movie I ever got taken to see in a movie theater. My, my mom, I mean, I'm like sitting on her lap or whatever watching it, and they get to that scene at the end where, yeah. where like the, the, the... Everyone's melting? Yeah. And where God she, comes out, and she And she covers my face because she doesn't want me to see, right? And I'm like peeking through her fingers, like watching the Nazis' faces melt and going, oh. That's exactly what like, happened. She tried, she tried to my hide it from me. My wife tried to hide that from my children the first time. And Parker's like, God damn it, get your hands off the woman! <laughs> like, he just had to see it. And yeah. Like, eh. But that was like the first movie I saw. It was at Grauman's Chinese. Can you believe that? Wow. Like A legit, like, iconic movie theater. Iconic movie theater. To see iconic one of the movie ever made. That's yeah. what it is to grow up in one Los Angeles. One of the action movie ever made. With, no, with the hero being not even victorious at the end of that movie. He's no. just powerless at the end of that movie. He right. just closes his eyes and then takes its course and he doesn't even have the arc at the end. Nope. It's just over. It's just over. It's the perfect movie. It's the perfect movie. It's great. Anyway, Leiden Jar. <clears throat> it killed like Aaron's nephews, right? Yeah. And then it also, and there's also the story about that Anybody poor, dude, that touched that poor it dude who was about to like the oxen were almost making the arc tip. And right. he put his hand to stead and he died. Yeah. Leiden jar. It just right. shocked him. It shocked and him. And so he, Moses him. used this fucking magic to, right. you know, say, oh yeah, we're going to so put So do you think that we still here. have it anywhere or did it get... I think it's gone. I think... It's or, or it's underground. In... They say the most plausible. Right. Supposedly. Right. Like which uh, of the many conspiracy one theories of the, about like, the Ark of the Covenant kind of, do you believe? Is it... That's not Coptic, but what's that... Yeah, the Ethiopian Coptic church. Christians. That's what I was gonna say. So, Do you believe it's in Ethiopia? Yeah, because that's I believe the most plausible space that I've heard that it could be in. The other one is that I it believe wasn't if a, it physically exists, it's in Ethiopia. It's either there or buried. Yeah, underneath the the temple, which is now the the cube. No, that's no. The cube is in Saudi Arabia. Oh, this is in Jerusalem, but right. now it's the the Muslim. The church, right? And now it's right. the other thing. But that's what I was saying. Like, what's the Mecca? But I thought Mecca had that weird black cube thing. Yeah, Mecca does, and that's in Saudi Arabia. But the Ark of the Covenant is is supposedly under the, the Temple of David, which is now a mosque. So we'll never know. Okay, so does that makes sense. Right. I really, you'll have to forgive me because geography is clearly I know you're not. not Okay. My area. So, I'm good at so please explain so, again where these holy cities are. Here's Africa. Right. Can you picture where Africa is sure. on the map? It's real big. The continent yeah, of Africa. Okay. I got you. Can you, you picture that there's that like cleave in the upper right, right hand chunk corner? Corner cut and that taken out. Cut out makes Saudi Arabia. Sure. Because that's the Red Sea right yeah. there, and that's Saudi Arabia. Right. And Mecca is in Saudi Arabia. Okay. But where does that relate to Ethiopia and Egypt? They're neighbors across the Red Sea. Ethiopia Directly, is like, catty corner, right? Ethiopia would be I should just south. get on a map and look at it. Stop Ethiopia like has this rhino horn that comes out right. of it. Right, So, And it gets up kind of near there. The Nile flows. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. Nile the Nile. Flow, okay, that's the, what I'm wondering. Where's there's the a range, Nile? and one end flow. Okay, there's Lake Victoria in, sure. in Ethiopia. or it's, It touches a lot of different uh, countries in Africa over okay. there. And that flows. Because it's such the, a big fucking lake. A lot of... The Nile and other things either... Okay, the Nile, I know, flows, flows to the Mediterranean. North. It flows north. But I think 
Which there's is other so ways. Weird. Yeah, it flows it north. Weird, it feels which, so super weird. It flows towards the obviously. Then Egypt is higher than the Mediterranean, sure. so it obviously flows that way. But yeah. I don't. I don't think it but is. But why does it feel weird for rivers to flow north? Because we're so top down Orient- oriented. We're so northern Cause mindset. Because we're where our brain is and our body. I don't. That's Probably. not a good enough reason. You don't think so? No. I really think it's directly programmed. in our butt or in the middle I of our think, body? Maybe we no, because I think if we use the Peter's projection, we probably Peter's projection. I think we would have a lot of different Isn't ideas it about what. Pe- is it Peter's? Or Peter's Peterson? projection. I believe. Peter's projection. I thought it was a Peterson's projection. I could be wrong. Let's Google it. Google, Google it. Hey, okay, Google. Okay, Rock Google. What, I don't use that. Play the ma- Play the clip <laughs> from West Wing. Uh, is it okay? Hold on. P E P E T it's either Peter's or Peterson's, but I'm pretty sure it's the Peter's projection. Did you mean Peter's projection? So you're right. I put yes! Hey, I love being right. What, what was your, what was your, ch- according to you, <laughs> what are your chances of being right on that one? 50-50. 50-50. That's right. <laughs> Everything, everything's 50-50. Might just times, but eventually it'll be 50 You hear my phone just agreed, affirmed, everything's 50-50. Okay, so <laughs> that being said. That being said, we still didn't talk about chemtrails. <laughs> One conspiracy theory at a time, Hannah. Well, no, first we were just discussing our issues with gravity and... But that's and, what I'm and saying. What, and like, I'm trying to show you that it's not a force. And that space, right. is, a, space is a thing. It is all a thing. That, I was never not saying... It, I'm saying space is a thing. And you're saying it's nothing. And I'm like, no, but, but nothing is a thing. But it's... The nothing space is... Space is the space and space is a thing. Nothing would be something. This was nothing. Yeah, I guess so. I gotta channel the rock biter. So we could go on and on with this with this section about the the beautiful theory of relativity. Which do you wanna do you wanna know the equation? It's just R I don't even know how to say this. It's barely a few things. It's barely a few. It's just it's barely, barely a few. A few you things. read that. And I don't know what those little how to read. Oh, those I don't know. This is math nerd word stuff. This is letters that they it's decided mean stuff. It rab. Right, because that's it's, a guy. It's rab minus half of our gab equals tab. Congratulations, genius! You figured it all out. That tab, that's big but to teeth. me, that's, Ryan, that's I look at this shit and I just go forty-two. Forty-two. That's because what yeah. else? I'm sorry. Is there a better answer than that? The Maybe. meaning of life, according to Douglas McAdams, all hail 42? his presence is mm-hmm. 42. Yes. The the transcendental object at the end of time says that the meaning of life is 42. So here, let's let's talk. Let's do a little bit about this. Those letters and what they kind of mean here. Yes. De- describe who Tab is and what he's gabbing I don't know about. about. Tab, but hold on, we'll get to that. So, well, you know, I know what the R the R stands for. Um, is it Ryman's? Ryman's curvature. Well, are we in the fourth week of Advent? Because then no. it doesn't rhyme. No, it doesn't. You're not in the fourth week of Advent. Not yet. Thank God we've got more time to prepare. How about this? In a moment of enlightenment, a momentous simplification. Did we read this already? You, you Space know. is no longer something distinct from matter. It is one of the material components of the world. That's my Yeah, we read question. that. That's An entity that undulates, flexes, curves, and yes, twists. So it's right. something. Yeah. But it's, it's also nothing. filled with 
not much. It's, like there's not it's, much there that does it's right, but that, that we can see or do. But there's, there's but enough it's filled with loads and loads but, of magical okay, shit. So this is the greatest metaphor <laughs> that I have for for shit. space. Okay, for space time, for the where we are, for the here, for the now. The best definition I can come up with in my mind is that image. Ooh, here we go. Of, of a mystical being existing in a field of water, a pool, a puddle, an ocean, or whatever, and literally separating the water from the water. Picking up, this kind of water goes here, and this kind of water goes there. That's the materiality of space. It's unsortable. It's picking up and grasping. It's like, how do you even get there? And like, I don't know, but this magical being can like, gather up this cup of water and go, well, this is the good water, fling, right? You're like those old-timey, old, old-timey scientists who have to always come back to... What's the metaphor? Yeah, what, like, we need something, so we'll just call it God or spirit or whatever. Like, I don't ever go there. I just go to, like... No, I'm need, saying we need the to physical process there. of, like, what is happening, and so I have to personify... Did you just light off some incense? Yes, I did. different in here. Okay. Right, yeah. Um, it felt like the moment, so... That's fine. I just... I just changed whatever. my understanding of <laughs> I don't reality. Know. Is it, no, it's just a very cutting scent. What is that called? It's um, one of the flavors of Nag Champa, I think, that Juliet gave me. Um, I that's, think not, it's, that's not your standard Nag. It's not my standard blend. <laughs> that's not the no. Nag Champa I burn at home. No, so. no, no, no. I think it's like romance flavor or Ooh, something. Romance. But... Let's fall in love with the universe. Oh, so, l- listen here. I don't know where this goes from what you were just saying, but... It goes where I crack my neck and feel awesome. How can we just... Planets circled around the sun and all things fall because space curves, right? We read that? Yes. Now, how can we describe this curvature of space? The most outstanding mathematician of the 19th century, Carl Frederick Gauss, the so-called prince of mathematicians, had written mathematical formulas to describe two-dimensional curvilinear surfaces such as the surface of hills. Which is already... Mandelbrot. Then he had asked. A, then he had asked a gifted student of his to generalize the theory to encompass spaces in three or more dimensions. Right. The student in question, Bernard Ryman, yeah. had produced an impressive doctoral thesis of the kind that seems completely useless. <laughs> the result of Ryman's thesis was that the properties of a curved space are captured by a particular mathematical object which we know today as Ryman's curvature and indicate with the letter R. So that's that R that starts the thing. Einstein that's what he's wrote, about. Hold on. Einstein wrote an equation that says that R is equal to the energy of matter. That is to say, space curves where there Wait, is matter. R is the energy equal to matter? What? Einstein wrote an equation that says R is equivalent to the energy of matter. That is to say... Space curves where there is matter. So in that equation that yes! starts... Yes! So in that equation that space starts with R... Space curves where there is matter. Yeah. That's what. Right. That's the funnel of the so gravity. So that's what I was saying. Like, mass means it's affected by gravity. Nothing without yeah. mass can be affected by gravity. Gra- the mass of the thing is making the, the, the thought that there is gravity. But what I'm saying is if... You're turning it around, I think. But Gravity. why not? Can't you? No. Because why not? Because squares aren't rectangles? Right, but they are. But squares, but they are cubical. Squares are rectangles. 
They are, but rectangles aren't squares. Not always, but Not sometimes always. they are. Not all. 50% of the no. time they are, right? Half the time. No, not half the time. Half the Never time. half the time. Half the time squares are rectangles. But not if they're half the size. So. <laughs> As above, so below. Oh God. As within, so without, except for on a Leiden box, because then you touch yourself and die. Touch yourself and t touch yourself. You, yeah. It might just be that. If you touch yourself. That's that's the truth of every religion. Yeah, that's true. Everything starts and ends with no fap. <laughs> According to the internet, they all end up. The last and final so, advice that they all get is stop touching yourself, so yeah. boys. Space curves where there is matter. That is, that is it. The equation fits into half a line, and there is nothing more. A vision space that space curves, curves where there is matter. So a vision that space curves became an equation. But within this equation, there is a teeming universe. And here, the magical richness of the theory opens up into a phantasmagorical... Shut up, he did not use that real word right now. You added that. Phantasmagorical... Shut up! I told you, this guy is awesome. He used phantasmagorical, which is a word I thought In you said. In his real physics book? Yeah, phantasmagorical. He used that word in his real physics su book? Succession I love this dude. What's his name again? Say it again. Carlo. Carlo. Ravelli. Ravelli. I think. That's my dude. R-O-V-E-L-L-I. Captain Phasmagorical. You can join the club. Opens up into a phantasmagorical. Phantasmagorical. That's even better. Isn't that what it says? Phantasmagorical. Phantasmagorical. Succession of predictions Sounds that like resemble... Sounds like a class at Hogwarts. It is. It's Phantasmagorical 101. That resemble the delirious ravings of a madman, but have all turned out to be true. To begin with, the equation describes how space bends around a star. Due to this curvature, not only do planets orbit around the star, but light stops moving in a straight line and deviates. Einstein predicted that the sun causes light to deviate. In 1919, this evident, sorry, this deviance was measured and the prediction verified. But it isn't only space that curves; time does too. Mm. Einstein predicted that Word. time. Word. Ooh, run it back. Say it again. But it, but it isn't only space that curves; time does too. Einstein predicted that time passes more quickly high up than down below nearer to earth mm -hmm. this was measured and turned out to be the case if a person who has lived at sea level meets up with his twin who has lived in the mountains he will find that his sibling is slightly older than he and this is just the beginning when a large star has burned up all of its combustible substance hydrogen it goes out what remains is no longer supported by the heat of the combustion and collapses under its own weight to a point where it bends space to such a degree that it plummets into an actual hole. These are the famous black holes. When I was studying at university, they were considered to be the barely credible predictions of an esoteric theory. Today, they are observed in the sky in their hundreds and are studied in great deal by astronomers. But this is still not all. The whole of space can expand and contract. Furthermore, Einstein's equation shows that space cannot stand still it must be expanded. In 1930, the expansion of the universe was actually observed. 
The same equation predicts that the expansion ought to have been triggered by the explosion of a young, extremely small, and extremely hot universe by what we know, but what, by what we now know as the quote-unquote Big Bang. Once again, no one believed this at first, but the proof mounted up until cosmic background radiation, the diffused glare that remains from the heat generated by the original explosion, was actually observed in the sky. The prediction arising from Einstein's equation turned out to be correct. And further still, the theory contends that space moves like the surface of the sea. The effects of these gravitational waves are observed in the sky on binary stars and correspond to the predictions of the theory, even to the astonishing precision of one part to 100 billionth, and so forth. In short, the theory describes a colorful and amazing world where universes explode, space collapses into bottomless holes, time sags and slows near a planet, and the unbound extensions of interstellar space ripple and sway like the surface of the sea. And all of this, which emerged gradually from my Mice Nod book, we didn't read the first part of this. Right, yeah. Was not a tale told by an idiot in a fit of lunacy or hallucination caused by Calabria's burning Mediterranean sun and its dazzling sea. It was reality. Or better, a glimpse of reality a little less veiled than our blurred and banal everyday view of it. <laughs> a reality that seems to be made of the same stuff that our dreams are made of, but that is nevertheless more real than our clouded, Dreaming. All of this is the result of an elementary intuition that space and gravitational field are the same thing, and of a simple equation that I cannot resist giving here, even though you will almost certainly not be able to decipher it. Perhaps anyone reading this will still be able to appreciate its wonderful simplicity. I don't know how to read all these little things, but R sub AB minus half R G sub AB equals T, which I'm pretty sure stands for time, mm -hmm. sub AB. I don't know what that is all. But, but it's just rab plus gab rab equals minus tab. Rab minus half R gab equals tab. Yeah. That's it. You would need, of course, to study and digest Ryman's math mathematics in order to master the technique to read and use this equation. It takes a little commitment and effort, but less than is necessary to come to appreciate the the rarefied beauty of a late Beethoven string quartet. In both cases, the reward is sheer beauty and new eyes with which to see the world. But what is the name of this equation again? Because I'll look it up in my Ryman's other little curvature. thing. Ryman R-I-E-M-A-N-N? -N? Yeah. Ryman hypothesis, maybe? That's what it's, it's called yeah. in here. Yeah. Well, it's, 128, 146, and 206. Oh, is that that little book of physics? Yeah, that little math book. The, what is it called? The Little Book of Mathematical Principles, Theories, and Things. And Things. It's, you know, math Stuff for non-majors, as we like to say. Math what? Math for non-majors. Oh, yeah, that's definitely me. It, it explains it for the hyperlexics that the brain numbs out when they see the numbers and they go, oh, those are pretty, mm -hmm. but it's not materially relevant. Oh, a Klein bottle. I love those. Bernhard Ryman. So this homeboy was 1826 to 1866. He only lived 40 years? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he didn't live long. Wow. Okay. 
so this is a hypothesis about the zeros of an infinite series. Yeah, they're just talking about, don't do this, it's too hard. It says... Yeah, it's hard. It says... It's, that's what the guy says, is saying too, he's all... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> mathematics is a highly technical subject with many of its areas incomprehensible to non-mathematicians and even to mathematicians working in a different area. The Ryman hypothesis exemplifies this. This entry is much more technical than the others in the book. The Ryman zeta function is defined by, and then like, it's just gibberish and gobbledygook, you guys. A bunch of numbers and weird shapes. And like, I think these are like um, Viking runes or something. Like Might infinity well signs. And there's like a weird flame shape and like something that looks like Elhaz or Degas or one of those. The Dagobah system? Like, what is that rune? That looks like a rune for sure. It probably oh, that's like, like the same equation that we were that we were looking at. But, but it's, it's probably this is what built that other equation. He's like, oh, here's the shorthand, guys. Shorthand. All right, so that's the first one. And then what's the other one is page 146. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a... A little bit better understanding of your oh it's one of bit. these unsolvable problems yeah, yeah, they're just like it's like listing it. is it's like you hard. can't figure this shit out don't try you'll right. break your brain right, right that's the general message of math yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It's one of the seven Millennium Prize per problems from the yeah, Clay yeah. Mathematics Institute. Yeah, yeah, Kentucky. It's listed in there. Number four. <laughs> okay, so these are, this is funny. So there's ma math nerds like to set unsolvable problems out for themselves to keep themselves busy. So these, these are a set of problems for the next millennium to solve. The seven millennium prize problems are intended to be the most important outstanding problems in mathematics. In 1900, David Hilbert produced a list of 23 problems to summarize the progress of mathematics up to that date and to guide its progress for the century ahead. The Clay Institute in Cambridge, Massachusetts in the United States did the same in 2000, with seven problems this time, each carrying a prize of a million dollars. The problems come from across the range of both pure and applied mathematics, with one from computing. They are as follows. Number one, P versus NP. Number two, the Hodge conjecture, an algebraic problem. Mm. Number three, the Poincaré conjecture. This is about topology in four dimensions. It is the only one of the seven which has been solved in 2003 by a Russian, Grigory Perelman. He refused the prize. Oh. Fucking Russians. <laughs> Four, the Ryman hypothesis. There's our friend. This old warhorse, first stated in 1859, is the only problem to be in the list of both 1900 and 2000. So I guess we've been at this one a while. Five, Yang Mills, existence and mass gap. This concerns quantum theory. Six, Navier-Stokes, existence and smoothness. Ooh, I love talking about smoothness and roughness. That's fun. <laughs> this involves equations describing the flow of liquids. Number seven, the Birch and Swinnerton-Dyer conjunction. This is about the number of solutions of certain equations. A major theme of this book has been the setting and solving of problems. Some were set by Greek mathematicians over 2,000 years ago and not solved until the 19th century. Some conjectures are newer and have only recently been solved or remain unsolved. It is fitting that the last topic in this book should be about problems still outstanding at the start of the new millennium. Will they be solved in the next 100 years or will it take 1,000 years? 
to solve these problems, what new mathematics will have to be invented? So that's the whole thing. Math is an invent invention of our consciousness to help us observe and understand our material reality and basically... But they go beyond that. Like, I mean, numbers... But math, I'm talking about yeah, mathematics. Math. What do you mean? Math. It's, like it, it's, it's for comfort. It's for human comfort and understanding. That's why we need math. They say, why do we need math? Like, they say, why do I need to know this? Quote, unquote. It's well, for material I, comfort. It help, Even if you're out in, you know, a survival mechanism. Do you mean that, in the, same, you mean that in the same way that people need the comfort of their, like a spiritual, like a god or something? No, I mean. Because that's not, I don't think that that's necessary. I mean yet. to ease their path. Ease their way. I think it is. Counting I think maths and... are the way. Okay. I don't think it's a support system or something to make us feel good about. No, not the to universe. make us feel good, but how we can understand it and use it. It's sort of like. Well, yeah, it's our brain's way of. I mean, look at what we're figuring out because of math. I mean, do you right. know what I mean? Because we can. Because basically, the concept. Because we had a concept of zero and right. then went up from there. Like without it, that zero, without I think math, we can't we can't build outside our own two it hands. It is the universe. It's reach, how it works. There is no more God. We than can't you have reach math. out. We can't reach beyond our own arm span, hand span, wing span, whatever. Without math, we need math in order to share and transmit ideas to one another to keep building and expressing sure. and flowing. Yeah, just math is that more than we need it to do that. I think it is that. It's the foundation of all of everything. Okay. That's my thinking of math numbers. Ones and zeros because we are information. Yeah. So it just all gets down to the binary ones and zeros yeah. on I mean, off. Everything's fifty yeah. percent likelihood of being. <laughs> well, hey, if we're in no, a simulation. No, I just mean. Like, I just mean. Okay, Elon. All right. Basically. <laughs> I know, we're talking about physics. We're talking about physics. Let's not talk about whether or not we're really physical. Right. We are, yeah. I mean, we are. We are physical. We're a physical simulation. That's what Deborah said. Deborah Mars, when we were talking about whether or not, because she was raised by strict atheist scientific parents. So all of her spiritual information Mm -hmm. has been rung through the base code filter of science. Like, she had to speak her uh, paranormal... Or uh, um, uh, uh, supernatural, we'll call it, uh-huh. experiences, spiritual experiences, you know, into the receptacle of doubt, like deep skepticism, deep doubt and skepticism. And when we were discussing whether or not we're real or simulation, so-called.
Just like we dream